The central protagonist of this work, Frodo Baggins, is probably not the first character who pops into your head when you think of the word heroic. And that's precisely the reason he's such a great character to start with. By exploring what makes Frodo an appealing hero for millions of Tolkien fans worldwide, we can gain fresh, even unexpected insights into that important question I asked a few moments ago. What makes some fictional characters, some heroes and heroines, unforgettable? Let's see what Frodo Baggins has to teach us. The Lord of the Rings is a long book, originally printed as three separate volumes, a thousand pages and more than half a million words. And if you asked a hundred people what was its pivotal moment, you'd probably get a hundred different answers. But for me, the moment is this one. It comes near the end of the second volume. Frodo and his companion Sam have gone off on their own, away from all their friends and supporters, to try to carry out their mission, which is to get to the very heart of Mordor, the land of the Dark Lord, and there throw the ring of power into the fires of the cracks of doom. This is the only way to destroy it, and so break Sauron's power forever. They've made their way over the mountains and through the dead marshes. They've been joined by Gollum, the only creature who may be able to guide them into Mordor, though they know he's very untrustworthy. They've been captured and released again, and they've seen terrifying signs of the power of the Dark Lord and his servants, the Ringwraiths. They know they're facing thousands of goblins and trolls and the Dark Lord himself. And there's another threat they don't know about caused by the treachery of Gollum. That's Shelob, the giant spider who guards the secret entrance. Even if they get past her into Mordor and then through all the Dark Lord's inner defenses and manage to destroy the ring, they don't even have the beginnings of a plan about how to get back. It's a suicide mission. They pause to rest, where there's a bit of cover between two tall rocks, though the place they're resting is a barren waste, where even the air and water smell bad. And then Frodo and Sam start to talk, not noticing that Gollum has slipped away. They're talking about legends, old tales and adventures, why, says Sam to Frodo, we're in one now. The star glass the elf queen Galadriel gave you, that has some of the light in it from the Silmaril, the long-lost jewel of ancient times. So we're in a legend too. Sam asks, don't the great tales never end? Why, he says, maybe someone will write a book about us one day, and people will say, tell us about Frodo and the ring. Maybe someone will say to his little boy, Yes, son, Frodo was the famousest of the hobbits. And that's saying a lot. Of course, it's not saying a lot at all. Because in the wider world, hobbits, which is what Sam and Frodo are, just aren't famous. No one's ever taken any notice of them, except Gandalf the wizard. But when he hears what Sam's saying... Frodo laughs, and it's a good laugh, not sarcastic, 
long and clear and from the heart. Frodo just thinks the idea of him being a hero in a book is genuinely funny. Now that laugh there in the ruined land on the outskirts of Mordor has a startling effect. It's just so out of place. Nothing like it has ever been heard in those parts for thousands of years. To Sam it seems as if even the stones are listening and the barren rocks are leaning over them, as if they can't believe what they've heard. And Frodo laughs again and carries on the joke, saying, if he's going to be in a story, then Sam will have to be in it too, and people will ask to hear more about Samwise the stout-hearted and hear more of the funny way he talks because it makes them laugh. In such a place and such a position,